Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this day. And I thank you, God, for all your wonderful blessings and gifts you've given us. Now, Lord, I ask, God, that you would just touch each and every one and the people that are sick, dear God, whether it be the science infection, the stomach virus, dear God, or COVID, God, flu, whatever it may be. God, I ask, Lord, that you would just speak the words, dear Lord, and just heal them, dear God. Just take away the, the cause of the uh, their sickness, dear God, and and uh, touch the uh, the sickness lord itself and just be with him dear god and just bless him in a great and a mighty way dear god and lord i just pray god that you would just use me now god for your glory dear god dear lord to uh speak your word dear god that it may help someone in some way dear god and lift them up and draw them closer to you or dear god to they'll give their heart and life to, totally to you before it's too late and god i thank you and i praise you for everything in Jesus' wonderful name we pray, amen and amen. We're going to go a little different today. We're uh, going off the norm just a little bit, and we're going to go into Matthew. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I was down praying, I guess it was yesterday morning, or it may have been, yeah, yesterday morning. Anyway, um, the Lord brought these scriptures to my mind, and and this is a, a real good scripture, for, especially for this time uh, right now and things that are going on uh, with uh, everything going crazy and haywire. But uh, we're going to start out in Matthew chapter 13. And uh, we are going to uh, start in uh, verse 1. And we're going to talk about the harvest. And uh, before we get into that, though, uh, Jesus, when he walked upon this earth, he always taught in parables. Uh, he always taught that, you know, about different things. He took the things of earth and he uh, expounded on them and taught people about the things of heaven. And uh, this is the way that he got across to people exactly you know, uh, what heaven was going to be like. And he used fishermen and he used, uh, sower, uh, people to guard, uh, people that sowed seeds and, and he used different things to tell the people what heaven was going to be like and what things were like on this earth and what we needed to be doing. And we're going to pick up, uh, a couple of his parables that he taught. And, uh, we're going, we're going to, uh, Talk on them for a little while. but uh, Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 1. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went unto a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sore went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some, see, some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up, because they had no deepness of earth. 
And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. And others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now as Jesus was sitting in this boat offshore, talking to all the multitude that was standing on the shore, listening to him, that had came out to, to hear him, to listen to him, he started teaching him in parables. And, and he, uh, he said that, you know, that uh, there was a sower went out, and he went out to sow seeds. Now, this sower that went out to sow seeds, this is the son of man, this is the ministers, this is the teachers, this is anyone that would stand up and proclaim the word of God no matter where they're at. These are the ones that are sowing. And I know the name of my podcast is Sower of Seeds, and I never really thought of this uh, scripture uh, when the Lord gave me the name for my podcast. It, this is, wasn't my one of those things that I picked out. This is what the Lord gave me. And uh, this uh, reason why my podcast is called Sower of Seeds because that's what I want to do. I want to sow seeds. You know, I, I, I really love it when uh, people come back and listen to my podcast time after time after time. But, you know, it, 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 uh, it really doesn't matter if you only listen one time. I hope and pray, this is my prayer to the Lord, that that one time that that person listens or ever how many times that they will be a seed sown. And that's that good seed. And I hope it falls upon the good ground where it will be cultivated and where it will bring forth. Because this is what we need today is we need people that will sow good seeds and we need other people that will receive those seeds as well as they as if they fell upon good ground where that they will they will come up they will their roots will be uh, real deep in the, in the word of God and real deep in the Lord and they will spring up spring up and they will bring forth fruit. And these fruit uh, is that is what other people sees in us, and it, that is what other what bears witness of what is in our in our heart and life is what is the seed that we have within us, whether it be a good seed or whether it be a bad seed. But Jesus was telling them that these uh, some of these seeds they fell by the wayside. They nobody wanted to hear them. Uh, they they fell on deaf ears and and uh, people made fun of the ones that were speaking them or whatever and and went on and never paid no attention to it and nothing ever happened to those seeds and some seeds were uh, fell upon stony places these these are the places where they they was a lot of rocks and stuff like that and not a whole lot of earth and they they had just enough earth to to get the roots in down just a little bit before they they could not grow any farther and when they come up they 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 withered away because they didn't have no deepness of roots now these are those people that uh that accept the lord and they come into the lord and they give their heart and life to the lord but for some reason life uh friends that they used to run with different things come against them uh, and 
tempt them and they they soon turn away from the Lord and they go back to the life that they were living. Uh, a lot of people find out that it's easier to live out in sin than it is to live a Christian life. And I can understand that. But, you know, we, we can't look at the here and now when we uh, are working for and living for the Lord. We've got to look at the bigger picture. We've got to look at the end. You know, sin is fun. It is, it is fun. But it's only for a season. And then you're going to have to pay the price for that that good time that you had and all the all the things that comes along with uh the worldly side of life you're you're going to have to pay for all that stuff and 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 the price of it is really too high to pay when you can uh live for the lord and endure a little bit here and go to heaven and not have to worry about nothing and everything's going to be perfect and uh you know it it's it's just hard to describe what it's going to be like because we can't understand what it would be like to be to live a life to where that we don't have any aches and pains at all to live a life to where we don't never have to go to the doctor we don't have never have to go buy groceries we don't never have to uh spend money for nothing everything that we need is going to be supplied for us we're not going to want for nothing and we're going to be uh ecstatically happy for eternity uh, because there's nothing to worry about. There won't be no tears. There ain't going to be nobody dying. Nobody's going to be leaving us and, and going so far away that it takes us forever to go see them. Um, none of that stuff is going to happen. And we're going to have one of the most beautiful homes to live in. Uh, nothing, nothing on this earth even compares to what that we're going to have when we live up there. And, you know, it, it's not worth our soul dying and being thrown into a, a lake of fire, which burns forever, and we're going to be in that, in torments forever. We're not going to die. Our soul's not going to be burned up. It's going to be in that fire. We're going to feel the heat of that fire, and we're going to be in other torments also. It's not worth it. It's really not worth it. And and when the sun was up, and when the sun came, these that were on the stony uh, places, when the sun came up, it scorched them because they they had no root. They wasn't they wasn't really rooted and grounded. They just got enough of the of the Lord to uh, make them a little bit miserable, you know. Um, and they just got enough to where they and they didn't really understand what was going on and didn't understand salvation. They didn't understand about the Lord and living for the Lord. And they didn't go back. Or they didn't ask people uh, and they didn't go back to church and they didn't ask people about what they needed to do or anything like that. And people, children of God, we didn't take the time to say, uh, tell these people that if they ever needed to talk, if they ever have any questions, call me. I will be there. We never took that time. We never took the time to pick up the phone and call them and, and ask them if they was doing all right, if they had any questions, uh, could they do anything for them. We never take the time to do that. When they come up to the altar and they give their heart and life to God, other than the preacher preaching the messages, if they come to church, they're on their own. 
because we don't take the time to to go out and talk to them and 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 make sure that they're still on the right track. Make sure that they they are doing good in in their Christian life. We don't take the time to do that. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Here again, life happens. Things happen. But you know the good part about it is is when life happens and bad things happen, uh, even though it, it it feels like we're all alone, there's still someone that is right there beside of us and is willing to help. All we have to do is just reach out. All we have to do is just ask for them. You know, when Peter got out of the boat and he started walking on the water, if he, if when he sunk, if he had never reached up to the Lord and never, never cried out, he would probably the Lord. He would have probably sank, because you know, you know, we we've got to come humbly before the Lord. We've got to come humbly. That means taking the time to tell God that I can't handle this and I need some help. To take the time to take all your troubles and all your heartaches and all that stuff and lay them at the foot of the cross and tell the Lord that I can't deal with these, I need help with these, and turn around and walk off and leave them and let the Lord take care of them. And others fell unto good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Those seeds that that fell on that good ground, they had roots that ran deep in the Lord, and and they went out and they they uh, they sang songs, they they uh, praised the Lord, uh, they told people about the Lord, they they taught Sunday school. Some of them maybe became preachers, or or they sat on the pew and they prayed for whoever was up singing. They stood at the back door and they shook people's hands as they entered or left the church. And told them how much that they uh, they enjoyed having them, and told them tell them to come back and be with us. We and you know this is this is those people, the ones that really wants to live for the Lord, the re- the ones that really wants other people to experience exactly what they have got. That's where the hundredfold and the sixtyfold and the thirtyfold comes in, because when we do those things and people sees how we that we are and they hear our testimony. You know that's that's the one thing that that you hear very little of in church anymore is testimonies. Uh, you know you don't hear people standing up and 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 talking about the the, the bad times that uh, they have been through, the hard times they've been through, the trials they've been through. Uh, the, you don't hear people stand up and, and tell them about what the Lord has done for them in the past week. You don't you don't hear much of this anymore. Because we are too concerned about sing a few songs, preacher get up and preach, or the teacher get up and teach, and let's go home. I've got things to do, and this is the way we are. We we are all wrapped up in the world and and the things of the world, and we're too busy being concerned about the things of the world that we have no time to uh, give to God, because we don't have the time. It's it's a busy world. It's a hurried up world. I've got to go to work. I've got to, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. 
you know, the real only thing that we have really got to do is we, the only two things we have got to do is is live and die. That's the only things that we have got to do. The rest of it is in God's hands, so don't worry about it. Turn it over to Him. Look to Him, and don't and let Him deal with it. <laughs> and He answered, uh, and the disciples came and said unto Him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? See, even the the disciples themselves they wanted to know that why that Jesus taught the way that He taught. You know, and and listen, if you will take 15 different teachers and give them the same subject matter to teach on, each one of those 15 different teachers is going to teach that same subject matter 15 different ways. The Lord's not going to give it to them the same way. They're not going to understand it the same way, and they're not going to deliver it the same way. But if you sit and listen to it, it all means the same thing. Listen, I, I have I have heard teachers, I have heard preachers. I'm talking about in the last six months. I've heard teachers, I've heard preachers, I've heard ministers that have stand up, stood up and and talked the word and uh, preached the word under the anointing of the Lord. And it, you know, you could take all of those that I've heard in the last six months and the and the lessons that i have taught and the messages that i have brought forth on our on my pod, on our podcast and they are all basically the same they are just delivered a little bit different and you know the lord has got a message out and he is trying to get a message out he is trying to wake the children of god up and tell us that it, it's getting close we need to be doing something and we need to be listening. And, you know, he's he's done everything that he could he think of. Well, I don't know if he's done everything he can think of, but he's done a lot in the past year to, to get us to wake up and to realize that he's about to come back after his people, and we need to be ready. But the, the, the disciples, they, they said, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered, and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. In other words, he's saying, I, I am with you, and I teach you every day, and, and you have some understanding of the laws and, and the word and everything. Some of these people have never heard of the word of God. They have never heard the laws. They have, And, you know, there's people... Seriously, there's people in the United States and, and all over the world today that has really not heard the Word of God. And, you know, that's that's the sad part about it is, is we have so many people and missionaries and, and so many preachers and so many teachers and still there's people out there that has never heard the Word of God, mainly because they don't want to hear it. They they have got their own life to live. They have not got time for all this, what they call foolishness, uh, because they have been, you know, all of us, as from small children all the way up, it has been taught and instilled within us to uh, get a job, 
get an education, get a good job, make lots of money, uh, get married, have a family, and save for retirement. That's that's every that's everything that basically that is basically what we all are taught in even in school. That's that's the things that we are taught. You go to school. You go to school nowadays for the simple fact that you want a good, a really good paying job to where that you can work at it and make a lot of money. So you can have a big house and and nice cars and and fancy clothes and all this, but. You know, I, I found out one thing. You know, the older you, older I get anyway, the, the more that all that stuff, it don't matter to me. As long as my nakedness is covered up and, you know, they're halfway decent, I'm good to go. And, you know, as long as I've got a, a roof over my head and it don't leak on me, I'm, I'm in good shape. I'm good to go. You know, I, I have gotten away from all those things. As long as I have got a place, a roof over my head and a place to lay my head to sleep and, and food on the table, that's all I need. And the one thing that I really desire more than anything is more of God. I want to know more about His Word. I want to know more of Him. I want to get closer to Him. And I want to tell you all about Him and what I learn as I go along. And that's that's... You know, that is another way of sowing seeds. It's, it's just any time that you brag on the Lord and, and tell about what he's done for you, that's sowing seeds. Now then, those seeds, uh, you've sowed the seeds. You've done your job. Now, whatever happens to those seeds depends on other people. And you know how that can go. Let's see. And therefore I speak... Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have been, they have closed, least at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. And he's saying they have closed up their ears, they have closed their eyes, they don't want to hear about Jesus, they ain't got time for all this, they have got things to do, and they don't want to hear this because, you know, uh, I've got other things to do on Sunday and Wednesday night besides waste my time in a building full of people that are a bunch of hypocrites. And, you know, that's that's the one thing about it. Whenever, whenever you're out and seeing everybody that is in the church house is a hypocrite. You know, it doesn't matter who they are, they're a hypocrite. Man was telling one time, he said, he uh, he came to church all the time. And he'd sit on the back row, and he said he'd look over the people, and and he said they ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. And he he came there time after time. Anyway, the Lord got a hold of him in service one one time, and he went up and gave his heart and life to God. And he stood up and he got to looking around. And he said, I couldn't find a hypocrite in the whole crowd. He said that's when I understood that the hypocrite just died. 
And he said, I was the only one in there that was a hypocrite, and I was trying to make everybody else out to be one so they could bring them down on my level. And, you know, that's that's the way a lot of, of ungodly people are, is they want to try to uh, make their self presentable to God, make, their, uh, make themselves think that they're all right and they're going to heaven, so they won't come up to jesus's level so they they try to bring jesus and all the people that follows him down to their level so they'll feel better about their self and they'll feel better about their religion it's not salvation it's religion and this is where that you know people like that all we can all we can do for those people are pray for them and we can uh, we can sow those seeds, but those those seeds are the one that's going that's going to land on the stony places. Uh, they 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 might dwell on them for a little while, but it ain't going to be long because they they have other fish to fry. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Now then Jesus is going to tell his disciples exactly what he meant by the parable of uh, the sower of the seeds. Uh, for, uh, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When any one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then come the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same as <clears throat> he that heareth the word, and anon, or immediately or by and by he uh, with joy he receives it in other words he heard the word and he and he was he was te- he was glad to hear it and he accepted it immediately and uh he he done this with joy he he went up he gave his heart and life to god and and he's he's tickled to death and he wants to go out and tell the whole world yet has he not root in himself but dureth for a while for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. In other words, he's saying he, he accepts it and uh, he don't get it really. He don't really get it down grounded in him, and he don't maybe he don't go back to get uh, uh, some more of the the word. He don't understand it all completely, and then when things come against him. He's right back out where he was at to begin with. He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Now, that Richard, he that uh, he is deceived. Now, now let me back it. And the deceitfulness of riches. He's deceived by the riches. And you know, really, uh, this is from experience. I have, I have asked God many times because 
I see so many wicked people in this world that are are getting blessed. The you know the it just seems like the world is handing them everything on a silver platter. They have got plenty of riches. They've got plenty of of everything. They are they are just being blessed in every way they turn. They they don't have time for God. They don't never go to church. All they think about is their self. They they wouldn't help uh, wouldn't help nobody for no for no reason would they help anybody because it it may cost them a little bit of money or it may cost them some time that they could be making money. And I've often wondered why are these people uh, living so nicely and 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 having everything handed to them on a silver platter? It seems like, and here I am struggling trying my best to live for the lord and and do the work of the lord and a lot of times i don't even have two pennies to rub together uh and you know i've I've often wondered about this but you know the lord you know the thing about it is is these people has got their blessings i'm this is their blessing everything that satan gives them of this world that's their blessing that's all they're ever going to receive Ours, our, as children of God, our blessing, on the other hand, is yet to come. See, when, when they, uh, when all the ungodly people are in a lake of fire and they're in torments and, and they're being tormented continually forever, we, as children of God, we are going to be in in the place that I was talking about a few minutes ago, where we there's there's no worries, there's no concerns, there's no death, there, there's no pain, there's no sorrows, none of that stuff. That's our blessing. That's when we really receive everything. So you know we're going to have to endure a little bit here, and we will get our our reward. Satan's people are getting theirs now. And that, that that has deceived a lot of people. And and the thing about that is is we get to when we uh when we give our heart and life to God and everything and everything is going so good and then trials and uh things like that come against us, we start we start looking back at what we had when we were out in sin and like the children of Israel, we get to desiring the things that they had in Israel or in Egypt when they had all the food and their and uh everything they wanted there, they get to looking back there and desiring after that. Then and that's when a lot of your new converts. That's when a lot of them fails. It's when things come against them and and uh, things starts getting hard and they get to looking around at all the people that they used to be all and they used to run with and they're they're getting blessed and they've got money and and all this stuff and everything. Uh, that's when they start falling away because you know there again. We we let them down because we are supposed to be our brother's keepers and we're supposed to be looking after new converts especially and to, you know, to look at them and to uh, help them along and let them lean on us when uh, when things do get bad. So, you know, we need to we need to really look out for them. 
But he that receiveth seed into the ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold and some sixty and some thirty. These are the ones that the um, the seed is planted. Um, someone else come along and they watered the seed and watered all the seeds that were were planted or uh, sown. They watered all the seed and the rains came down and watered it and they 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 took root and they started growing and and all the others went by the wayside. But this is on this good ground. This this is the ground where the people really desires to live for the Lord. They have they have really got to the point that they hate their life as a sinner. They hate their life as a sinner. They they don't like where it's going. They uh, people have been talking to them and and they have figured out that even though that times are hard for the for them, but it's hard also for the Christians. But yet the Christians are being blessed and they're still happy even though things are coming against them. So they they really get rooted and grounded in the Word and they they pray every day and they study God's Word every day even though they don't understand it. They read it. And they long to get closer to the Lord and they, they keep growing and they and people see the change in them and they get to tell them exactly what, what happened to them and, and why the change is is in them and this is this is where they start sowing the seed and that's where the increase comes in and you know it, it's it's a wonderful thing to live for the lord and it's it's good to live for the lord and and i enjoy it and um yeah i'm my i am my worst enemy when it comes to salvation and when it comes to my uh, Christian life. I am my worst enemy. Uh, Satan, you know, we we blame a lot of things that happen to us on Satan. But, you know, biggest part of what happens to me is I cause it to happen myself. And uh, the Lord, <laughs> Lord is working with me on those things and, and he's about got his hands full <laughs> with me. But he never gives up on me. He never gives up. He's always right there. Even though even though I mess up four or five, six times a day, he's always right there for me. He never leaves me. And you know, that's that's one of the greatest things it ever was. And, and now then we're going to go into verse twenty four and uh we're going to talk about and the Lord had uh, was teaching by another parable. And this is the wheat and the tares. Now, tares are a, a weed of, of grain fields, especially in the biblical times, that is usually held to be the darnel or um, of any of several usually weedy ryegrasses. That's the darnel. And the seed of the vetch or a plant that has small flowers and is used to feed farm animals. This is some of the types of plants that uh, is considered tires. It's weeds, in other words, and it's useless. Another parable, uh, this is uh, verse 24 in chapter 13. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which soweth good seed in his field. 
But while men sleep, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when he blade, when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst thou not sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, least while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say unto the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. This, this is what the world has become. This is what Jesus is trying to tell the people. He's trying to tell them that the world is likened to a, a wheat field, that when the man went out and sowed wheat in the field, and then while he slept and while he was resting and waiting on his crop to grow, someone snuck in and, and sowed uh, weeds in it uh, that and he uh, his men that worked for him his servants asked him he said do you want us to gather the tires up now and he said no he said let them grow together he said when it comes harvest time he said then we'll gather up the tires first he said i'll i'll say to the reapers we'll gather up the tires first and we will bind those in bundles to burn and then we'll gather the wheat into the barns. And this is basically the the one that was sowing the seed is the son of man and the one that snuck in and sowed the uh, weeds, that, that was Satan. And we, we are in this world. We uh, have to do things in this world, but we don't have to be a part of the world. The Bible tells us to come out from among the world and be a separated people. What God's trying to tell us is, is get away from the worldly things. All the things that the world has to offer, get away from those things. Look on the, look on the spiritual things. Look on the things of God. Those are the things that we need to be seeking after. Those are the things that we need to be following. Yes, the tire, the tires, the sinful people are are uh, growing up with us. They're in this world with us, but we don't have to partake of the same things that they do. We don't have to live the same life that they do, even though the government uh, seems like and everybody else wants us to to do as they do. Now, there again, they they want they can't live a life, a Christian life, the way that God wants them to live and, and have the things that they have. So they try to bring the children of God down to their level so that it will make them feel better and make them feel like that they're going to heaven. And then they make fun of us and belittle us because of the way that we are and the way that we teach. But yet they can't accept those things. And you know, this this is the way that the world is today, and, and, and it's going to get worse. It is going to get worse. You can look back all the way through time, ever since uh, the flood, 
and you can look back and you can study the Bible and the religious world has tried their best to do away with Christianity but for the simple reason that they can't live to Jesus' standards and do the things that they do so they try to do away with it so that they can justify their selves and say that they are a Christian and they're on their way to heaven. And it's, it's the same thing right now. And they have, they have tried their best to change God's word. Now, now you all can get upset with me if you want to. That's fine. But God has put his seal approval upon the King James Version of the Bible. That's the only Bible I read. And as far as I'm concerned, all the others are just storybooks. They're not Bibles. Because this is the one that God has put his approval upon. And you can go into the book and you can read it and he'll tell you that, you know, if you leave anything out out of this book, your name's going to be left out of the uh, Lamb's Book of Life. And if you add anything to this book, all the thing, all the plagues and everything in this book will be added into you. So we better be very careful, and we better follow God and do just exactly what the Lord wants us to do, or we're, we're going to be in trouble. And I have got several Bibles. Most of mine are King James Bibles. I've got one new King James version of the Bible, and I've got one Jewish version of the Bible, and that's it. Uh, All the others I don't have, I have no desire for them. But we need to take God's Word, the King James Version. Yes, it it is hard to understand. I don't understand all of it, and I probably will never understand all of it. But the thing about it is, is when I get ready to study and to read God's word, I take the time to pray over it and ask God to give me what I need to know to do the job that I need to do at that time. And he will open up his word to me. And I do research, and and I've got uh, quite a a few different books that help me along. And my dad... Uh, God rest his soul. He, I got a lot. I got about all of his uh, study material uh, when he passed away, and they come in very handy. And I come use uh, internet a lot to understand some things that I don't understand. And but you know we've got to follow the God's word, and we've got to follow it to the letter, and we got to do just exactly what it says to do, because one of these days. The sickle's going to be thrust in, and he's going to take the, the the good stuff. He's going to take all the wheat. He's going to take all that out first, and that's all going to be uh, put in the barn. It's all going to be put in, in his house to where we will never have to worry about anything. And then there's going to be a long time upon this earth that, that the tires that are left are, are going to be in trouble. They're going to have a hard time upon this earth. And then they're going to be cast into the lake of fire where where the worm dieth not and the fire is never quenched. So, you know, we need to to understand just exactly where we stand with the Lord and understand just exactly what is required of us. And it is time we quit playing church and it's time that we start and we quit 
playing Christian and it's time that we, we buckle down and it's time that we get on fire for the Lord. We get back to the old past, back to when uh, people knew that you were a Christian and respected you because you were a Christian. And people don't even respect the Lord anymore because 90% of the people that calls themselves, well, I won't say that many, but a lot of the people that calls themselves Christians are just as ungodly as the sinner people are. Take that as you will. But this, there's going to be a reckoning one of these days. And if we go back over into Matthew chapter 9, And starting verse 37, and it says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then says he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers unto the harvest. The harvest is plenteous, the laborers are few. It's time, children of God, that we get on the job. It's time that we be about our Father's business. It's time that we go into all the world and preach the gospel. And that don't mean that uh, we everybody has to be a preacher or anything like that. <coughs> Preaching and, and that, when it, when it said go into all the world and preach the gospel, that meant to go into the world and proclaim it. Tell everybody you can about Jesus and just exactly who he is and what the, what he can do for them. It doesn't matter. There's, there's going to be people that's going to make fun of you. There's going to be people that's uh, going to get mad at you. That's I mean, you're no better than Jesus and the disciples, and the same thing happened to them. I mean, look how many times in Jesus' life that they sought to kill him. And they thought they had. Little did they know that they were working into God's plan of salvation. They were needed to work out God's plan of salvation. Listen, God will use, Jesus will use anyone, anything he can to get the job done. If you don't want to do it, fine. Somebody else will. But it's going, it's going to be on you because you did not. You're going to have to give an account for it. Whether you did do it or whether you didn't do it, you're going to have to give an account for it. If you were called, you are a child of God, and you were called to do something, you're going to have to give an account for it one way or another. So you might as well go ahead and do it. So that way you won't have to give an account for not doing it later on and you will receive all the blessings in, that's in this in God's word because you did do it it's it's really that simple be a sower of seeds be the one that goes out proclaiming the word be the one that goes out and and lives a life around people that makes 
people wonder what makes you tick. One of the best ways for you to be a witness to other people is for to live a life that will make people wonder about you, get their curiosity aroused, get it aroused enough to where that they will come around and start asking questions and want to know just exactly what makes you tick. Why it is that you always have a smile on your face. Why it is you're always happy. Why is it that things never get you down. That's the life that we need to live. So that others may see Jesus in us. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you uh, listening, taking the time out of your, your busy days to listen and may God bless you in a great and a mighty way.